0: Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is the Surge Effect, and I'm your host, Mike Surge. This podcast will be talking about anything and everything, life in general to current events and past events, and all things about this beautiful and wonderful world that we live in. And this podcast, well, it'll probably have an effect on you. Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Surge Effect. Uh, Today's episode, we're just going to uh, do a little bit of political stuff that's happened over the last couple days uh, around the world, Canada, US, and uh, hopefully won't be too long. Before we get started, just going to mention a couple of the sponsors for this podcast. First sponsor is Love My Legs, Owen Sound, Gray Bruce. Click on the link in the description below and head on over to the Facebook page and see what Love My Legs Own Grey Bruce is all about. They have three different styles of waistbands and they are the only lifetime guarantee in the business. Alright, so next uh, sponsor is going to be He Shirts, She Shirts. Once again head on over to their website, click on the link below and see what they have to offer on their website. They have all kinds of clothing, and they are more than just a t-shirt company. All right. So just before we get started, like I said, we're going to uh, be talking um, a little bit about uh, the political stuff that's been going on the last little while. The first clip I'm going to play for you is from Question Period, October 16th, and um, I'll comment as we go. And uh, let's watch Pierre Polyev start us off.
1: The Honorable Leader of the Opposition. ...lives, be they Palestinian or Israeli, Jewish, Muslim or Christian or otherwise, are all equally precious. Countless of those lives have been lost or put in danger as a direct result of the sadistic attacks of Hamas, and that was the purpose of those attacks, to exact its maximum damage on both Israelis and Palestinians and thwart any attempt for peace. We know that the regime in Iran was behind these attacks, and we know that the most powerful uh, organizer of terrorism in the world is the IRGC, which operates legally in Canada today. Will the government accept the conservative common sense bill to criminalize the IRGC in Canada today?
2: Then I have the, this premier
0: the honorable deputy prime minister. Now this is Christian Freeland, she's our deputy prime minister as well as our finance minister. Um, he has a hard time answering questions when it comes to people asking her questions in our house she just skirts the issue and she never seems to answer it directly.
2: Mr. Speaker this is the first time we are all present in this house since these horrific terrorist attacks by Hamas on the state of Israel and the Israeli people so I would like to begin by being very clear in English.
0: She always says, let me be very clear, no matter what setting she's in, whether she's uh, in a hearing, answering questions, she always says, let me be very, very clear.
2: This time, Canada stands with the state of Israel and with the Israeli people. Israel can count on Canada's support. Canada condemns unequivocally Hamas's terrorist attack, and we call for the immediate release of all hostages.
3: Last
1: fall, the Finance Minister promised a balanced budget within six years. Last spring, she broke that promise and said that we'd have a balanced budget never. And last week, the Parliamentary Budget Officer revealed that her deficit is now 15% bigger than she said it was only six months ago. Has the government lost total control of our debt? And how much is this inflationary spending going to add to the interest rates Canadians pay on their mega mortgages?
4: (laughs) The Honourable Deputy Prime Minister.
2: Mr. Speaker. Our government will be providing an update on our debt and deficit figures and on our revenues in the fall economic statement in due course. When it comes to Canada's fiscal position, let me also be very, very clear. Canadians should listen to the independent ratings agencies. Whose job it is to evaluate Canada's position and not the partisan talking Canada down attacks of the opposition. Canada's AAA rating has been reaffirmed by ratings agencies since the budget. We are strong fiscally.
3: The Honourable Leader of the Opposition.
1: Apparently, former Liberal Finance Minister John Manley is just a partisan using talking points when he says that. This government's inflationary deficits are like pressing on the inflationary gas pedal and forcing the Bank of Canada to press on the brakes with higher interest rates. Canadian families have the highest debt load of any country in the G7, and those debts are colliding with the rate that this government is driving up. Will the finance minister cancel her inflationary deficits, balance the budget to bring down interest rates and inflation, or will she admit that she's just not worth the cost? Yeah.
0: Liberal Party, just not worth the cost.
2: Then
0: I have this premier
2: Mr. Speaker, let me again bring some independent, non-partisan facts to this conversation. It is the job of the ratings agencies to determine the fiscal sustainability of every country's fiscal position. And ratings agencies have reaffirmed Canada's AAA rating. And you know why they did that, Mr. Speaker? Because we have the lowest deficit in the G7. And because, Mr. Speaker, we have the lowest debt to GDP ratio in the G7. We believe in fiscal responsibility, Mr. Speaker, and the numbers show.
1: The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. The non-partisan voice that I'm interested in is the shipyard worker in Vancouver who told me that his mortgage payment has now risen to $7,500 a month. $7,500 a month for a shipyard worker and a middle-class family, that proves that this Prime Minister, after eight years, is not worth the cost of mortgage payments. According to John Manley, Liberal Finance Minister, their deficits are driving up interest rates on the back of mortgage holders. Will she reverse these deficits so that we can bring down inflation and interest rates before the shipyard worker and millions of Canadians lose their homes?
3: Yeah. <laughs> the Deputy Prime Minister.
2: Speaker, talk is cheap, but action speaks louder Conservative actually believed in supporting Canadians during the housing crisis. They would be supporting Bill C-56. That's right. This includes a critical measure, lifting the GST on all new rental construction.
0: They keep saying about the lifting the GST on the construction. Well, a lot of people don't realize that he was down in London a few weeks ago. And that happens to to, uh, do with 2,000 homes being constructed over the course of many, many years. 2,000 homes. I mean there's like eight – is like 100,000 people if not more immigration coming into this country uh, each and every year. And 2,000 homes, it's not going to even put a dent in where people are going to live. It's it's ludicrous to to think that it's going to – Make any difference whatsoever, but they'll keep pushing that point. Anyway, uh, Trudeau wasn't there the other day on the 16th. Uh, this was yesterday on the 17th, and actually Trudeau was there. So, once again, Pierre Pelle, you have a question period. Here we go.
1: minister is not worth the cost. Right. He massively increased the money supply by $600 billion, inflating housing costs by over 100%. That forced one C SPAN shipyard worker I met last week to buy a normal house for over a million dollars, and now interest rates have gone up because of inflationary deficits, something the Prime Minister promised would not happen, and he's forced to pay $7,500 a month on his mortgage while supporting his three kids. Will the Prime Minister reverse his inflationary spending so that this gentleman and his wife and three kids can afford to keep their home?
5: The, the, the right Honourable Prime Minister. One thing is clear, the, uh, the cuts, the austerity that are proposed by the leader of the official opposition would not help that family, would not help Canadians from coast to coast be able to afford uh, a new home. That is exactly the homes they're living in even. That is why we're continuing to work right across the country to bring forward ambitious and community-specific solutions to the housing problems they're facing. We've signed housing accelerator fund agreements with London, with Vaughan, with Halifax, with Hamilton, uh, with the province of Quebec, with more to come, Mr. Speaker. The cuts he's proposing won't help Canadians. Our investments, done responsibly, will continue to help
2: Canadians. That's right. Here, here.
1: <laughs> The Honourable Leader of the Opposition. Middle-class shipyard worker paying $7,500 a month on his mortgage is living austerity now. Yeah. The Prime Minister is talking about is abundance for government and austerity for working-class people right. who must yeah. carry him and his overpriced bureaucracy around on their backs. Absolutely. Mr. Speaker, this gentleman has three kids to raise in their adolescence, Paying for their sports while keeping a roof overhead. How does he expect them to pay $7,500 a month to fund his overpriced interest rates that result from his deficits?
5: Mr. Speaker, the Leader of the Opposition is proposing to cut spending. Well, the reality is we have the lowest deficit in the G7. We have the best debt-to-GDP ratio in the G7. So we have preserved our AAA credit rating, Mr. Speaker. We are fiscally responsible as we support people with things like the grocery rebate, with investments that are bringing down inflation, working with uh, the different grocery companies. But the reality is Canadians have a right to know which programs he'd be cutting. Would he be cutting child care for families? Would he be cutting dental care for kids. Would it be cutting pensions?
0: Those numbers he's talking about are only affecting a very, very, very small percentage of the population. I mean really small. But they keep bringing that point up, thinking that it's covering all of Canada. It's really not. It's a very, very small pop, uh, portion of the population.
5: ...for seniors, because Mr. Speaker, he has campaigned against all three of those measures for right. Canadians. That's right. Right.
4: Before the honourable uh, leader of the opposition this question, I'm going to ask members, please.
0: And of course, Trudeau thinks it's uh, that that you know the G7's got the the best uh, ratio GDP and all this other nonsense. Well, numbers don't lie, facts don't lie. We have a 40-year high in inflation. 40-year high. Our grocery uh, prices are off the chain because of this carbon tax that they've slammed on gasoline, diesel, right? So when the farmers are making the food, they're charging it. They're passing it off to the consumer. When the truckers are bringing it to the grocery stores, they're passing that off as well. And then Trudeau and his, his minions, they turn around and they say, oh, we're going to have a big uh, meeting with all the, construct- or all the uh, grocery store chains and tell them to lower the prices because they're too high. Of course they're high because they have to pay that because of the stupid carbon tax, but they won't lower it or get rid of it it's nonsense
4: to uh, restrict your comments to the time that you are recognized by the chair have the floor
0: this, is, the Honorable- this guy's the new chair too it's he's a liberal so i think it's biased but that's just my opinion
1: we'll leave it with the opposition mr speaker after eight years this prime minister is just not worth the cost and what would i cut i'd start with the 54 million dollar arrive can app that is now under police investigation <laughs>
0: That's right. The Arrive CAN app is now under police investigation because it is a scam, and uh, this liberal government has pulled some shenanigans to push this thing through when they uh, had the Arrive CAN app during COVID. And then I
1: get rid of the $35 billion infrastructure bank that pays bonuses but hasn't completed a single infrastructure project, Mr. Yeah. Speaker? And why don't we throw in the $100 million-plus contracts to McKinsey, a company that helped cause the opioid crisis. But speaking of all the waste that he forces on Canadian taxpayers, when it comes to the ArriveCan Can app, which is now under police investigation, he covered up a previous uh, bad bad behavior under SNC-Lavalin. Will he at least cooperate with the RCMP investigation into the ArriveCan Can app?
0: He fired our attorney general. Uh, a, a lady attorney general of this country um, because she, she did not want him to do what he asked her to do during the, uh, the Lavalin affair. Another scandal from the liberal Trudeau government. <inaudible>
5: The Right Honourable Prime Minister. Once again, we see the Conservatives are all about touch, not about investing and building uh, a stronger future. The reality is, I recommend, Mr. Speaker, that the Leader of the Opposition take a ride on the Great Rem uh, in Montreal uh, that the Canadian Infrastructure Bank helped build, which has helped thousands of Canadians see being part of the future in a responsible way. We're going to continue uh, to build uh, a stronger future for Canadians by making the right investments, by keeping fiscally responsible.
0: Basically, word salad, That's just uh, steady word salad. It's unbelievable. But anyway, that's the uh, last couple of days of our question period. Um, a lot of people want to know what Pierre Polyev, what he's all about. Just the other day, he was talking to uh, this reporter or journalist. Um, he was in an apple orchard, and uh, this guy was asking him some questions, and Pierre was uh, being very straightforward with him. So... This guy probably didn't uh, didn't like some of the answers, but this guy literally could not answer any of the questions that Pierre was asking, asking him about. So uh, let's listen.
1: It is unacceptable that 20,000 doctors can't work in Canada when we have a massive shortage. And when people come to me and say, yeah, but this or that clerk or bureaucracy is not going to be happy, that's life. Right. There's going to be a lot of... Yeah vested interests and bureaucracies that are going to be very unhappy when I'm prime minister.
4: Okay. Um, on, the, on the
0: top... Notice, too, this guy doesn't even look at Pierre once. Doesn't even look at him. Maybe once at a glance, but he, he literally, during this whole part, doesn't even look at, his, look at his eyes.
4: I mean, in terms of your sort of strategy currently, you're obviously taking the populist uh, pathway. Um, what does that mean? <laughs> well ap- appealing appealing to people's uh, more emotional levels i would guess um, i mean, what certainly, do you mean by that? certainly you, give me certainly, an you tap, certainly you tap uh, very strong ideological language quite frequently
0: just give me an example guy can't even give him an example
4: like what uh, left wing you know this and that right wing they. You know, i mean it's that that type I almost of ideological stuff i never really talk about left but or right anyways a lot I of people really believe in that okay a lot of people would, would say that you're simply taking a page out of the Donald Trump. uh but, like which people would say that. Well, I'm sure a great many Canadians, but.
0: <laughs> which people would say that? Oh, I'm sure a great many Canadians. Well, he's the one that asked the question
4: who <laughs> I don't know who but Well you're um, the
0: one who
1: asked the question, so yeah. now, you must know somebody.
4: <laughs> okay. I'm I'm sure there's some out there, but anyways some the, the point it. of this the point of this question is, I mean, why should why should Canadians trust you with their vote given you know
1: Okay. Common sense for, for a change. We're going to make common sense common in this country. We don't have any common sense in the current government. You know, the guy prints $600 billion, grows our money supply by 32% in three years. That's growing the money eight times faster than the economy. No wonder we have the worst defla- inflation in four decades. The, the
0: exactly. So that's a little bit about Pierre, and that was him the other day in, a, in an apple orchard talking to some guy that's asked him questions that the other guy can't even really answer. It's like pretty wild. Anyway, so here is uh, another few clips I got of uh, sure. gonna, uh, Biden is over in um, in Israel. There's just a few clips of Biden, and it's like I'm going to show them to you based almost one after another. I don't know about you, but watching these clips – it's almost like I don't know. If this was my grandfather or an elderly uncle or something, I don't. I don't think I'd let him do this because I don't know. Have a look. So there he is. He he, he doesn't even like. Know what he's supposed to do, and there's Anthony Blink in there, basically grabbing his elbow and kind of guiding him off of Very the, the world stage. But uh, it's kind of bizarre. But anyway, here he is again, just just before this, and he's talking about something I can't quite understand. Very much,
3: yes, sir, President, Mr. President, what is your red that would prompt U.S. military
2: involvement in this war? Mr.
0: President. President. Somebody asks him a question, and he just kind of looks at them, and then he just kind of wobbles off the stage. He's got a bit of a wobble to his walk, which is kind of bizarre. I'm not sure what that's all about. Um. Anyway, here's another one of uh, him talking about something, and like I said, I have no idea what he's talking about, but maybe you do. You
4: know, uh, years ago, I asked Secretary of State, would he and I were working in the Senate, to write something for a man. He uh, said, he wrote a line that uh, I think is pr- appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we need, uh,
2: not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. I'm taking too much time.
0: Yeah, so I don't know what that's about either. Anyway, so that literally just happened. Like, it was in the news, and um, this is a world leader of the superpower over in Israel. And. Uh, just kind of bizarre kind of behavior, but uh, anyway, so of course he's in Israel. that being said, here is a uh, just a clip from rebel, rebel news actually there's a couple of clips here, and I won't play them very long, but this is like in Toronto uh, just the night um, protesters um, against Israel uh, Palestinians uh, here they go we want so that was in Toronto, and they're shouting "Antifada Revolution." Of course, they had the first Antifada and the second Antifada over in uh, in uh, Palestine. Palestine. Um, years ago, I covered that on my on my podcast. I did just uh, a couple days ago, and you can check that out. Um, so that crowd was in Toronto. And, here, and here's uh, just a little just a small clip of, of the police that are getting ready just in case anything gets out of uh, control. Oh, yeah, once again, that was uh, Toronto. And then uh, here is a crowd in Montreal. And play a little, little bit of a clip of this. We will, we, will we, will we, will we will never
2: let you die. We will never let
0: you die. Anyway, so that is another protest in Montreal. And I, I I understand a lot of people are up up in arms, uh, uh, Palestinians, uh, Israelis, um Palestinians, um Israelis, because there's a lot of bad shit going on in the world right now and um, all the stuff that's been back and forth. Anyway, also the other day they were talking about a the, um a bombing on a in a hospital and um just to kind of shed a little bit of a light a little bit of a light on something that maybe everyone doesn't understand Here's Trudeau actually talking about this hospital being bombed. Here we go.
5: The uh, news coming out of uh, of Gaza is uh, horrific and absolutely unacceptable. Um, international humanitarian and, and international law needs to be respected uh, in in this and in all cases. There are rules around wars, and it's not acceptable. It's the hospital
2: bombed. I, I the I...
5: the so he
0: was talking about the hospital bombing really before there was a lot of evidence in regards to what had transpired. But of course, um, uh, Israel, they caught, is they caught a um, – from one of the cameras, they actually caught what had transpired. And the, uh, the, the missile was actually sent from the Gaza area, which means it's, it was not from Israel. It was from the Gaza Strip where the missiles came from and landed – they're saying on a hospital, but um, I'll just play this clip for you so you can listen to it yourself and watch it.
5: ...of Israel's claims that it was actually missiles from the Gaza Strip shot uh, uh, into the direction of the El Ahali uh, hospital in Gaza City and not from Israel. These are... This is a channel 12's camera, it is a camera situated in the city of Netivot and its view is of the Gaza Strip. You see the time uh, stamp on this, it's 6.59 and this is when it happens. We can pl- press play on the tape and you can see very clearly. Again, this is channel 12's camera. Um, you can show that you can see the rockets. This is the uh, left red stamp. Fired over the hospital, which is the right, and you can see the blast. So that is proof of the fact that it came from the Gaza Strip, uh, cam- uh, our uh, cameras, Channel 12's cameras. Uh, the President of the United States has already said it appears it was done by the other team, meaning he uh, also realizes that it was shooting from inside Gaza over the hospital.
0: Okay, so like I said, that was right from a uh, little camera in Israel. and uh, they had to be pointing that direction so they could see it coming. And another thing that the Israelis picked up on was a uh, radio transmission, and it was a right there a recording of a conversation regarding the hospital launch incident by the Islamic Jihad terrorist organization. And um, these two men are talking back and forth, and this is what they're saying: the "Guy saying, I'm telling you, this is the first time that we see a missile like this falling that's operative number one <laughs> operative two says so they why are they saying it belongs to the palestinian the this they said it belongs to the palestinian
4: and the mosque guy says it's from
0: us he says it looks like it says, who says this so they're saying that the shrapnel from the missile is local shrapnel not like israel shrapnel
3: <tod <tod so basically in
0: a nutshell, these two these two uh Hamas operatives, they're talking back and forth saying, Yeah, it looks like we shot we we shot this missile. And you know, we're we're the ones that shot it and hit the hospital, blah blah. But obviously, with that being said, there's so much stuff going around, so much misinformation. Sometimes people don't know what's going on. And supposedly, if you read this little tweet, uh, it says, so after all the drama yesterday, it turns out that the Gaza hospital wasn't even bombed. It was a parking lot. And it had about 500 people. And the 500 people didn't die. Oh, and the rocket wasn't from Israel. It was from a failed rocket that Palestinian terrorists shot at Israel. It's absolutely insane. insane. So once again, this is the kind of thing happened during the uh first part of the Ukrainian and Russian um uh, war and uh with the island and with the pilot, right? So sometimes you have to be careful what you what you listen to, what you read, because it may or may not be may or may not be true. Okay, so that being said about the uh, Hamas terrorist, here's an actual ex Hamas uh he, this guy was in, in Hamas, and he's speaking, and it's quite, quite a, uh, an eye-opener to, to hear him talk. So, uh, this is his words, obviously, not mine, and
3: uh, here you go. I take the floor on behalf of the and Watch. My name is Musab Hassan Yusuf. I grew up in Ramallah as a member of Hamas. I address the words to the Palestinian Authority which claims to be the sole legitimate representative of the Palestinian people. I ask, where does your legitimacy come from? The Palestinian people did not elect you and they did not appoint you to represent them. You are self-appointed. Your accountability is not to your own people. This is evidenced by your own total violation for their human rights. In fact, the Palestinian individual and their human development is the least of your concerns. You kidnap Palestinian students from campus and torture them in your jails. You torture your political rivals. The suffering of the Palestinian people is the outcome of your selfish political interests. You are the greatest enemy of the Palestinian people. If Israel did not exist, you would have no one to, to blame. Take responsibility for the outcome of your own actions. You fan the flames of conflict to maintain your abusive power. Finally, you use this platform to mislead the international community, to mislead the Palestinian society to believe that Israel is responsible for the problem you create. Thank you.
0: Wow. That was that was something for that guy to do that. Anyway, even on our own home soil here, um, we have an NDP representative. And uh, this little clip is from uh, the counter signal. Anyway, just a small little clip. And this NDP member is literally praising Antifa, which is kind of crazy when you think of it. And this guy, anyway, have a listen. And there is
2: only one movement standing in their way. And I'm not even just saying that as a party. This is a multi-movement coalition of people across the country that are inside the party and outside of the party. And I would say this. I want to take this quick moment and and just acknowledge the work of the activist communities, of the work of the anti-fascists who are on the front lines against hate day in and day out, against the violence that they're unleashing in our communities.
0: And there is only isn't that something this is a NDP member saying stuff like that praising Antifa pretty well anyway so that's what's basically transpired just in the last couple of days here in Canada and around the world and i uh, just kind of throwing out a little bit of political stuff for the last couple of days get people caught up maybe that aren't caught up or listening to the news anyway that's it for today's surge effect I want to thank everyone that's been listening to my channel And please if you haven't subscribed, subscribe now, ring the little bell, like and subscribe, ring the bell, and you will be notified every time I post up a new video. It's much appreciated. It helps with the algorithm. Like them, share them, much appreciated. Um, I can also be found on uh, any uh, app for uh, iPhones, Android, Um, on the app you just do a search. And search for the surge effect. You will see my black logo, TSA, with my microphone. And I'm also found on Rumble, and I'm on Facebook as well as Twitter. And until next time, everyone, thank you very much again for listening. Have yourself a great day. Cheers. This episode, sponsored by He Shirts, She Shirts. Go to shirtsca Just type in the letters TSA, The Surge Effect. When you check out, type in TSA for your coupon and receive 10% off your next purchase. Thanks for listening to today's podcast, everybody.